listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Nikki and Joel and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. Then it's Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, by the way, it's Throwback Thursday. So we have some interesting tunes for you to bring back some memories for you this evening. So we're glad that you stopped by and hanging out with us for a couple of hours. One of the things that's on my mind tonight is about quarterbacks. Now, last night on the show, we were talking about Dan Olofsky and his comments about Sam Darnold, right? And he said that Sam Darnold, in his opinion, was the best young quarterback of the quarterbacks who've been drafted in the past three years. And that got an interesting conversation <laughs> among with us last night, right? And, and because the first thing that jumps out at you is, well, you know, Lamar Jackson, additional Watson, Patrick Mahomes. And then so there's a dearth of young, talented quarterbacks. Listen, Josh Allen is not bad even in his own division. So tonight what I want to do is I want to talk about another quarterback, a quarterback who's in Dallas, Texas, a quarterback who plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He is Dak Prescott. And right now, everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with Dak and what's going on with his salary. Now, there were some comments and reports out that Dak Prescott asked for, he wants a five-year deal. And the talk was that he wanted a five-year deal and he wanted $45 million in year five. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Uh, there had been rumors that he was offered a five-year, $175 million deal. Now, that's what uh, Chris Sims said uh, on Dallas radio station uh, a couple of days ago. So everybody's wondering, has Dak Prescott priced himself out in the market? What is Dallas going to do? Couple of Dallas has a couple of options, clearly. One option is because he signed for this year and next year. So one option they can have, very simply, is they can franchise him. They can franchise him for this year. And listen, that would not be bad for him because the franchise deal would be like over $31 million for one season. Okay? That's pretty good. <laughs> and for me, having covered the Jets when Darrell Rivas was here, that's the Darrell Rivas move, right? who I consider the king of free agency and betting on yourself in the National Football League. And he was a shutdown corner. I mean, a legitimate shutdown corner. That's the only other position that is comparable to a quarterback. All right, yeah, shutdown corner, elite pass rusher, and quarterback. Those are your top three salaries usually. Of course, wide receivers well, but those are your top three salaries normally on your teams are, are guys who have those talents and play those positions. So what Darrell Rivas would do very simply is he would bet on himself. And he would say, okay, you don't want to give me the long-term contract? Fine. I'll go out and show you. <laughs> Franchise me. Pay, me. pay me one season. Pay me for one year. And I'll prove to you that you should sign me to a long-term deal. And then he wouldn't take like a four or five year deal. No, 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 no. That's not the row. <laughs> he would, he would use the system to benefit himself. And listen, when you understand the length of time 
the average length of a career in the National Football League, I have no problem with him doing what he did. When you understand that teams can just say goodbye to you and and basically, basically the only guaranteed money you have is the guaranteed signing bonus that you have, and there are exceptions, little exceptions, but for the most part, that's it. That's what you've got. You better deal with it <laughs> because they could say goodbye to you tomorrow. So I always was interested in his thought process and the fact that he bet on himself. Dak Prescott is in a unique situation. He is a franchise quarterback. The Dallas Cowboys believe so. Has he been able to take that next step? Has he been able to put the team on his shoulders, put and take them down the field without Ezekiel Elliott and that very talented ground game that the Dallas Cowboys have? No. In a word, they've really complimented themselves. So by him not being able to consistently get the ball down the field to put the offense on his back, and it's unfortunate because Ezekiel Elliott has had some times where he hasn't been available. And so then the pressure of that offense goes to the quarterback, and he's been inconsistent in moving that offense and showing that what they can do and showing that he is indeed a franchise quarterback, that he's one of these great young quarterbacks that you have in the National Football League. He's shown he's shown flashes. There's no question about it. There's opportunities in the past couple of seasons where he's done well. But in big moments, sometimes he's not performed. And that's the that's what's really got Dallas in their mind a little apprehensive about whether they want to invest all that money. That's number one. Number two is, I mean, let's be honest, they have until July 15th to make whatever decision they want to make. So much like Carlin and Rich Samini talking about the Jamal Adams situation, where Jamal Adams is under contract of this coming season and next season, even though he wants a long-term deal, listen, the Jets don't have to give him a long-term deal, right? They, he's under contract, okay? So he wants to tear this contract up. He believes that his performance warrants more money. And listen, he's he's making a great effort and a great point. And Greg Williams is going to be the guy that's going to help him get this money because he really shined under Greg Williams' tutelage and the scheme that Greg Williams put him in last season. So he's made him more marketable. Now, will the <clears throat> same Dallas Cowboys <laughs> try to make a deal for him? That's another story. But when we talk about Dak Prescott now and, and the Dallas Cowboys, they have till the 15th. So they could sign him to a four-year deal. They could sign him to a five-year deal, or they can just franchise him and, you know, say, okay, show us what you can do this season. Now, if they take a five-year deal, here's the question for them. If they go five years, and that's why this talk of him asking for $45 million in the fifth year is so interesting, is because the thought process would be for Dallas, well, listen, we have to backload this deal. In other words, we want to make sure that he is pretty highly compensated now because we don't know what a starting quarterback is going to command five years down the road. Now, we're thinking that it's going to be a lot of money. But let's be honest, with this COVID-19 pandemic, I don't know what the economic landscape is going to be for any of these sports as far as contracts are concerned, 
right? Are the networks going to be able to hand out the same amount of money? Because they've lost a lot of money this season by not having sports on in the various, in the, in the, in the various uh, different pro sports. The NBA has lost money. The networks who cover the NBA have lost money. Advertisers, they're not advertising. And who's to say when the sports come back, whenever they do, how much of the advertisers will be able to give money because they're not making money. So I'm not sure what the landscape is even going to look like next season, (laughs) much less two, three, four, five years down the road. But if this were a normal situation, Dallas would be saying, hey, listen, we have to really backload this deal because we don't want to be in a price war where, I mean, think of it this way. If Dak Prescott could sign the franchise tag for $31 million this season, you think that the highest that, that uh, average starting quarterback is going to be making only $15 more million over the next five years? You think it's only going to go up $3 million per year over the next five years? I don't think so. On average, I, I don't think so. All right. So that's the other issue that Dallas has. So it, it's, it's fascinating to look at this from the Dallas Cowboys situation. And of course, they have a number of, they've, they've got history on their side. Uh, I was reading an, an interesting article in the Dallas Morning News from Calvin Watkins. Calvin Watkins, uh, covered the Jets for a couple of years for Newsday. So he and I worked alongside. We, we were embedded down in Florham Park for a couple of years and he's an excellent writer. And he, he gave a, a timeline, a history line of what Dallas has been known to do under Jerry Jones, where they, they don't panic. They know what their time frame is. They will sit and they will wait until, uh, they have to make a decision. And right now time is on their side. And for Dak Prescott, obviously you want the, the security of the long-term contract. That, that's obvious. But if he can't get a contract that's to his liking and they can't agree, $31 million for a franchise tag is not bad. I'll tell you that. What do you think? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Get your thoughts on Dak Prescott and what are the Dallas Cowboys going to do? That's our Twitter poll question this evening. I want you to complete it. If the 2020 NFL season is played, Dak Prescott will have a franchise deal, four-year contract, or a five-year deal. What do you think? You can weigh in, 1-800-919-3776, or if you're not near a phone, hit me up on Twitter, at ESPN at ESPNNY98 underscore 7FM. Looking over some stats. Uh, he had a pretty, pretty good season. Okay. You, you would love his completion percentage to be a little higher, but 65% is not bad. Not bad. So he played 16 games. He completed 388 out of 596 passes for just over 4,900 yards, which is an average of just over 306 yards per game. Uh, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, and a quarterback rating, a QBR of 70.2. That's not bad. It's not bad. 
Now, there's obviously other guys who had higher ratings, but he did good. His QBR was excellent. He had a 99.7 rating. I mean, you could say that he did a very good, yeah, a very good season last year. Enough, and when you think about it, that's enough for him to be able to get a franchise deal, right? Do you think, don't you think he should be able to get a long-term contract based on that? Now, if you're telling me, well, Larry, listen, you know, I've seen him in the postseason and the postseason, he's not done well. He's been, there, there's been issues with him in the postseason. Okay. I'll buy that. But look, then we have to, you know, look at some of the reasons possibly why that happened. And right now, I don't know. And just, I'm not trying to spend Jerry Jones's money and I get to the calls in a second. It's not what I'm trying to do. But if I gave Ezekiel Elliott the amount of money I gave him, how am I not taking care of my quarterback? How am I not taking care of my quarterback? David's in Brooklyn. David, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Larry. First time, long time. I really love your show. How's everything? Thank you, David. Everything is well, my friend. Thanks for calling. Hope everybody's safe with you. Yeah, everyone's doing great, thank God. Um, I just wanted to point out, I'm a big-time Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott, he's he's obviously you know been getting better and better, I think, as the seasons have been going on. The mm-hmm. only one problem I do have is that he is asking for that fifth-year option, even though I understand that the way you look at all these other quarterbacks, he's good, even the great quarterbacks, they're all taking the four years, the mm-hmm. average, most of them, they're taking it – for, for, for a price that, that makes sense for them. The better quarterbacks get the better amount. The mediocre get the medium amount. I understand that he wants that $45 million in that fifth year. I, I, you know, I have two sides to it because on one hand, I, I do understand why he could ask for that because at the rate we're going right now, in four or five years, the mediocre quarterbacks are going to be getting $45 million. Right. I mean, obviously, obviously we'll see what happens with the pandemic and all. But at the end of the day, the, the Cowboys, they just drafted C.D. Lamb. They're giving him weapons. They're giving him everything. You, mm-hmm. If he wants to win a Super Bowl, if you want to be a player who, who's going to be a contributor to a team and not just think about himself, he, he really shouldn't he, – he really should realize and not take that crazy amount of money because by doing that, you're locking them up from building a defense, from building the rest of the team and, 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 and giving, getting more assets for him. They're doing as much as they can for him. They're giving him everything. They signed – he has one of the best running backs. He has one of the best offensive lines. He has, he has questionably the best, with C.D. Lamb now, probably the best wide receiver core in the NFL. They're giving him everything. I think if he was smart, he, he, he would just come to the realization, do what the Dallas Cowboys, do what they want, do what Jerry wants, and, and, he's, and they're, they're putting him in the best situation to win a Super Bowl. That, that's just my, my opinion. All right, David, got a couple of questions for you since you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. First of all, um, I would think that because C.C. Lamb is new, I would still give the edge to Tampa as having a better receiving core. Uh, but we'll see right. what happens with, with Lamb. Cause I'll go with the experience, but we'll see what happens with him. Uh, here's here's why I'm looking at it. If I'm Dak Prescott, I got no problem asking for the fifth year. It's a negotiation. If we if we keep going and finding out that we're not getting the fifth year, okay, I'll take my four and we'll move on. That's number one. Number two, the Cowboys have denied that he's asked for $45 million in that fifth year. So I don't know where that came out. I don't know where the rumor was, but they've denied it. Number three, I'm wondering from your standpoint, does Andy Dalton help or hurt him? 
His negotiating so power. Think, right, right. No, I hear that. I would think that the, the the reason they brought in Andy, which I think was great, because I think it really was to give Dak Prescott a little bit of a scare, even though he knows he's better than Andy. He knows the job is his. It's all, it's all wrapped up for him. They're doing everything, building a team around for him. But at the end of the day, they brought in Andy Dalton to tell him, we're not playing games. You know, you, you're going you're gonna to go the way we're going. We're doing everything for you. We're giving you every possible thing a quarterback could dream of. We're trying, we're trying, we're trying. And we give you weapons, and you have the weapons. So I think that he should come to the realization and do what the Cowboys want. And I understand, I understand, you know, in the NFL, usually most players are getting their one big contract. It's not mm-hmm. like the MLB and the NHL where – they're getting that huge deal, or they could get a few different mega deals. It, it, this is usually they, they're usually getting one big time deal, and mm-hmm. I understand that he wants the most money that he can get out of it. But at the end of the day, you gotta want to win it. You gotta want to win a championship. Tom Brady wasn't taking the crazy amount of money. He, he understood that he wants to win a championship. There, there's different players who who have done that, and by bringing in Andy, I, I think that they're just showing that we're for real. You know, if you don't want to do it. We're not scared. I mean, obviously they want Dak, and obviously he is the future of the team, and he, and he is – they're building the organization around him and Zeke. But at the end of the day, he has to come to the realization that we have Andy Dalton. If, if for some reason we can't get things done, he's going to start the season. We're not, we're not messing around. They're just going to say, okay, here's whatever you want, and you're running – you're dictating the way that this team is going to go. I, I think that's just what, what the main reason was for bringing in Andy. I mean, it could be, you know, just – because if you have that caliber quarterback and you could bring him in for a deal that they the amount that they paid him, which I think was a great amount, it wasn't like they got ripped off or anything with that. I, I think it's a no brainer. How could you not bring him in? It didn't hurt the team or affect them signing other players or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I just I, I really think that 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 Dak should come to the realization that he has everything he needs to go and win a Super Bowl. They got him a new coach. He has a full team built around him. They're doing everything for him. He has to come to the realization and just take the amount of money and just deal. You know, he has to. to well, to David, I'll say this. I'll say this to you. And thanks for the phone call and the kind words. Thank he you. may do that. You know, but this is a negotiation, and you want to. You know, this is his. This is his. Uh, time to try to get money. He wants the security. He may take the four years. Okay. He may, but you, at this time, while you have a little bit of leverage, you want to try to get the best deal you can. And it, it's got to be hard for him to look in the mirror and understand that Ezekiel Elliott, who, I mean, let's be honest, who has not been a model citizen was paid. Now, it took him a while to get his money, too, but he got his money. And he's been more available, as you will admit, David, he's been more available to to, to the Cowboys than Dak Prescott. It, he hasn't been as available as Dak Prescott's been. Dak Prescott's been more available than Ezekiel Elliott. So for me, once again, not that I'm spending Jerry Jones's money, but I mean, for me, it would be a major consideration for me to say, okay, let me see what I can do. Once again, it's no rush. They've got till July, you know, to make a decision. So, and, and, and if you're Dallas, you're going to let this play out. The more conversations you have, you know, the more time you have to talk and work things out with Dak Prescott's representatives. And we don't even know what's going on with this season yet. Of course, everything is on par to start, but I mean, you know, and see, here, here's the tough thing. Here's the tough thing right now is. With all the economic woes that are going on in this country right now, you you hear how fans are just so angry at 
baseball owners and players because they're going back and forth. You said 50-50 split. No, yeah, I know, but we don't have the money because the, we don't have fans and this whole thing. And well, then you know what? We may not play and so going back and forth. And it's like, there's so many people out there who are trying to make ends meet. The, the unemployment is, it's record numbers. It's, it's putting a shame to the depression, num- numerically speaking. That you're saying, how, listen, go sign, <laughs> take the money and sign. But once again, it's tough, but you have to separate it. It's a business. This is their business. This is their livelihood. And so he's just trying to get the best deal he can get. Autumn, where are you from? Autumn, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Is that Lodgesburg? Slotesburg. Slotesburg. Hey, Autumn, welcome. Hey, yeah, so um, thanks for having me. You got it. What so do you think? Do you, remember, you might remember this, but do you remember Tony Romo's last last uh, game? Vaguely, yes. So Dak Prescott was struggling against the Eagles, and and I had money on this game, and I had the Cowboys oh. um, winning, which was just sounded great at the time. And Dak Prescott was struggling against the Eagles. Tony Romo comes in for one drive, leads him all the way down the field, veteran QB, hmm. you know, touchdown, and that was the, you know basically the only score of the game. Mark Sanchez came in, laid wow. a big egg. So yeah. that's kind of the thing is like Dak Prescott, you know, no no knock at Mark Sanchez. I was at the butt fumble game, but no no knock at Mark Sanchez. You had to throw that in, huh? All them, you had to mention that, right, all them. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, Dak Prescott's definitely, you know, a more polished passer than Mark Sanchez, not throwing the picks, got good legs and all that. But he's not that, like, veteran winning leadership that you, you see in, like, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't have that, like, he's got to get through people in the playoffs. And it's like, you know, I look at Dak Prescott, and it's just like, he just he's kind of underachieving. And it, it, there's more than talent in this game too. I know you know that. Mm-hmm, but sure. I'm looking at, I'm looking at around the league, and I'm just like, you know, Dak, where are you going to go? Where are you going to have a better situation? Not even just that. But it's like, for for thirty, forty million dollars, where you can get Andy, Andy for 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 three, and build a team even you know greater around him. I mean, starting last season, they said that the Cowboys had the best team. But Autumn, Autumn, are you a Cowboys fan? You're a Cowboys fan, Autumn? I'm actually, un, un, unfortunately, I'm a Jets fan. Okay. Well, Autumn, let me tell you this. Autumn, if you were a Cowboys fan, you would not be thinking about entertaining Andy Dalton as your starter. I mean, he's he, if he was that good, he'd still be in Cincinnati. Like, I don't he's, know. He's, I've he's, seen he's not. He's not. He's not. He, here's his problem, Autumn. He's very inconsistent. And that's why Cincinnati has moved on from him. Uh, injuries and inconsistency. Okay. Uh, and I'll say this. The, the Dak Prescott that was relieved by Tony Romo is not the same Dak Prescott. He has improved. Has he been big sure. time? And thanks sure. for the phone call, Autumn. Has he been big time the way he was previously? Has he been consistently? Has he been the guy that's marched the team down the field in the postseason? No, he has not. He hasn't. But if Dallas believes, okay, that he is their guy, then they're going to stay with him. Here's the other thing that's interesting about this, too, is 
I think that Dallas not only wants to see they'll they'll they will have no problem giving him the franchise tag because not only do they want him to see, want to see how he performs this season, but they want to see him perform under Mike McCarthy because Jason Garrett had been there a couple of years. He'd been there a while, and I don't know if. The league caught up with Garrett with some of the some of the plays and some of the play calling and some of the schemes and and things like that. So here's an opportunity now. And this is what Dallas Cowboy fans are saying. Okay, we've got Mike McCarthy here now. You've got you've got offensive weapons. You know what you have in running back. Your offensive line has always been one of the top offensive lines in the game because that's how Dallas built their team in the trenches. So let's see what you can do. That's Dallas's standpoint. Dak Prescott's standpoint is, listen, I've been here. I've performed. I've played. I may not have been the best, but I've been out there. Whenever I took the ball, I gave it my all. And you've taken care of other people. Why haven't you taken care of the franchise quarterback? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Trey is in Brooklyn, Texas. Hey, Trey, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry. Good evening, Trey. How are you? Thriving, Larry. Thriving. Ooh. And you? I'm doing great, but not thriving. Wow. Man, busy day today, Larry. Busy, busy, busy. Busy day, busy day at the uh, restaurant, Mr. Trey? Larry. We had to shut the water off, Larry. We had to tell him no more, no more. Wow. Business is good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're probably... Uh, we're, mm, we shouldn't be doing this good in a pandemic. So I'm going to, you know, thank my lucky stars, man, and thank all those great customers that come and, you know, the We Delivers and the Door Dashes and, you know, the things that you guys are doing at the station, letting people, you know, getting the word out that mm-hmm. people are still delivering and curbside service. You have no idea what that means to people in food service, people in grocery stores, people that are, you know, that. So, I, so for me, I want to thank everybody at ESPN New York for what they do, you know, and it's just amazing, man, because I mean, you know, people may not think that that's essential work, but it's yes, essential. It is. You know what oh, I'm yes, it's it essential. is. It's essential. It really it is. is. There's no but, question. But it, and the food yeah. must be pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Larry, we run through so many ribs, man, and then uh-huh. brisket and pulled pork and oh yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, but you know, you know, it gives me a chance all day to digest all the sports talk and everything so I can talk with you. So it's great. Sounds good. Are so you ready? ready to go to work? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do all it. Right. We're going to uh, stay in the Garden State tonight, Trey. We're going to okay. head down, you know, kind of Jersey Shore-ish, Perth Amboy, heading down that way. Okay. We want to uh, shout out the Jewish Renaissance Medical Center this evening uh, for the fine work that they're doing in the Perth Amboy area over on Hobart Street. So uh, all okay. the doctors and nurses, all the folks over there who are doing a great job helping with this COVID-19, that it, it's it, it's it's the big tease now, uh, Trey. You see a drop, then it go, it points up a little bit, then, then it drops, it, it just points up, and it's just a reminder that folks got to wear your masks, I know it's right. tempting. I know it's getting better. I know you just can't wait to get out of the house. You're forgetting about, you know, six feet. Okay, I'll do three feet. What's the difference? No, 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 no. Nope. You got to nope. hang in there a little bit longer until we until we battle this thing to submission. And and I agree 100% with you. I mean, I'm, I'm in a state where, you know, things are 
a lot more laxed. I'm not being laxed. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a difficult thing, man. And I can understand people, you know, wanting to get back to normal, but this is the new normal. That's right. You're right. <clears throat> okay. So tonight I'm going to go to the borough of Queens. Hmm. St. John's Episcopal Hospital. All right. Want to shout them out tonight. And also, Larry, I wanted to uh, point out what they do up there with their community programs is amazing. Um, all the staff up there, they're, they're, they're really engulfed in the community out there. I did some research, and they're doing wonderful things in the community. So hopefully they keep it up and they stay safe while they're helping us get through this rough time right now. And we're just going to lift them up in prayer and tell them that thank you so much for everything they do. Every staff member in that building, thank you so much for your continued effort. And we love y'all, and we're praying for y'all, and praying for everybody's family to be safe. So that's what I wanted to say tonight. Here, here, I couldn't have said it better myself. All right, now getting to work. Uh, yes. Dak Prescott. Well, you know, before we talked about this, Larry, and I said, man, you know, get, you know, get your money. Mm-hmm. Now I say go to Kirk Cousins. Right? I wouldn't say nothing else about money. You're mourning your brother's passing, which is I can't yeah. even imagine. You know what I mean? So it, all of this happening at the, at that time too. You know, it's crazy, but, you know, I, I would say do the Kirk Cousins thing, man. Go ahead and bet on yourself one time, man. We all been at the dice game. Bet on yourself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're going to have to do You're going to have to do that because it's obvious that, okay, for, first off, the Cowboys always do this. They do this every offseason. They try to dominate the, 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 the headlines and everything, you know, and that's fine. They do it every season, Larry. Come on. Yeah. So, so and that's fine. You know what I mean? That, that, that's what they do. But to not pay this man, and then I'm looking at some of the other quarterbacks that have been got. Yeah, you said it earlier. Golf is is is, uh, is is up and down, and more down than up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when's the last time Matt Stafford won a playoff game, Larry? Please. You see what I'm saying? That man, <laughs> yes. that man been had his. He been got paid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I mean, I, if I'm if, if I'm him, let's do the Kirk Cousins thing. I'm gonna bet on myself. You yep. know what I'm saying, and and, and then I'm gonna go get this money. You know about well, how much is uh, the the salary for the for the cap quarterbacks? Is how much? It would be over thirty one. Man, please get that thirty one mil, put it in the bank. You see what I'm saying, and then if they if they, they don't want you after that, man, let me go. I'm gonna get paid somewhere else. I agree you know? with you. That's what I would do. I I would do, especially yeah. with a new head coach who I yeah, think is going to have a little better offensive attitude. I'd roll the dice with, with Mike. Agreed. I would say, you know what? I think Mike McCarthy is going to put me in the best places and put me in, in situations that I can be successful where that's going to benefit me and my check. Mm-hmm. So it can only get better for Dak. I think Dak is in the catbird seat, honestly. Uh, real quick about this last dance thing, and I hope we can put it to bed, but I know we won't. Larry, it's st- wheels starting to fall off now, aren't they? Horace is a little <laughs> upset, isn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. It seems that Will Perdue and, yes. and, and Judd Bishler were scared of this man. That's you. You be scared. Ain't nobody yes. scared of Mike because from all the other interviews I've seen and heard, yep. they were the only ones scared. Carl Malone wasn't scared. Nope. John Starks wasn't scared. Reggie nope. Miller wasn't scared. None of them were scared. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you got to give the devil his due, just like I said the other night. He won. So yeah. you can't take that away from him. But, Mike, you ain't scared of nobody, man. All you did was piss off your teammates. Yeah. They're mad now. They are mad. Horace is pissed. And I don't know if you heard Craig Hodges or not, but Craig Hodges is heated too. Yeah, he was it's upset ridiculous. about him telling what went on in the, in the hotel room in the early Come episodes. Come on, man. Did you, you're not <laughs> supposed to do that, bro. I told you. That's chatty patty, man. You don't mm-hmm. do that. And look, talk about yourself. 
See, that's what I told you, Larry. I, I got all this man's videos. I'm, I guess I'm a walking hypocrite. I got all this man's videos. That's airtime, and that's come fly with me 1991. He is yep. not slick. He is yeah. not slick. All I'm asking you, Larry, is how long do we have to massage this very fragile ego down in Charlotte? Because it's fragile. It's fragile. When you got to do this for yourself at the detriment of others, as your teammates that helped you win championships, come on, man. Come on, dog. I expect more from you, 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure you did. Thanks, Trey. <laughs> we'll talk man, soon. <laughs> All right. 1-800-919-3776. Hey, Chris in Manhattan, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing this evening, Larry? I'm doing great, Chris. What's going on, my friend? It's all good, baby. Baby, happy birthday oh. to the notorious B.I.G. Rest in peace and power. Thank mm-hmm. you for taking my call this evening. You got it. Uh, as far as Dak Prescott goes, I'm really like, hey, pay that man his money. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, uh, going forward, I guess with Kyle, this is going to bring me to my second point, if you give me time, uh, mm-hmm. which is Jamal Adams. With um, signing some of these people long-term, I, um, I guess maybe the the financial uh, uncertainty of the league uh, and teams and and you know what they're what they're going to be making does factor into uh, some of the length in the negotiations of some of these long term contracts. I still think Dak Prescott should get his money, and I'm a piggyback off of Trey. I mean, yeah, he, he, at this point, if they're not going to give you what you want, yeah, you can bet on yourself. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, with Mike McCarthy, it's only going to cost him more money in the long run, uh, right. from the way I see it, because he's probably, probably going to have a better year. Yes, which brings I me agree. to, if you don't mind, brings me to Jamal Adams. Um, and something that I heard earlier um, this evening from Rich Semini, Um and I don't know whether he said it in terms of not paying Jamal Adams, but he mentioned two names. He mentioned, he said. If I'm not mistaken, he's not Troy Palomalo. He's not Ed Reed. I'm going to kick Ed Reed out the conversation because he's a free safety, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Troy Palomalo and Jamal Adams are both strong safeties. Mm-hmm. Let me give you something here. Troy Palomalo drafted in 2003. I'm only going to go maybe the first couple of years. Um, Pro Bowl, uh, 04, uh, the, 04 to 08, okay? Uh, let's see. All pro is second team all pro oh four. First team all uh all pro oh five. Twelve career sacks, um uh thirty two career interceptions. Jamal Adams drafted in two thousand seventeen. Pro bowler in eight uh eighteen and nineteen. Second team all pro uh two thousand eighteen. First team all pro two thousand nineteen. Twelve career sacks. So they have the same amount of career uh, career sacks uh, where Troy Palomalu has them is, is in the interceptions. He has 32 career interceptions, and Jamal right now has career interceptions. Seems kind of like he's on that trajectory, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. It, I mean, it, it's like right on point the first three to four years. So I, that was one thing that I did not understand when you say he's not, and you're making a comparison in the first couple of years. It's almost like he's hitting those same marks. So mm-hmm. I didn't get that. So I got to stick up for thirty-three because uh, you know I st- I want to see him in green and white for the rest of his career. Um, Absolutely, mind you, that year that he had last year, who was playing inside linebacker? 
Because <laughs> we know it wasn't. I mean, and it, you know, it was no fault of their own. But um, mm-hmm. but I think between Williamson and Mosley, what you had two games last year? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, right. maybe. And Jamal Adams had that type of year. Yeah, well, he was the pass rusher. Mm. Wait, wait. And, and, and I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and we know how pass rushers no get paid. Help. And no edge help. That's right. We know Is how pass rushers get paid. Me, Larry? And here's the thing: Greg Williams is going to get him paid, if not here, somewhere. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh no, no. Somebody's going to pay him that money. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't. I... Let me ask you a question: Who did you want to see on the Jets defense last year? Every time you tuned in on, on tuned into a Jet game. Oh, there was no question. It was. Uh, it, it, it was. Uh, you know, the Prez. It was. The there press. we go. There we it go. The Mic drop. My I'm depressed. No doubt. <laughs> what do I need to say more? No. Mm-mm. Nope. There's no question. You you said it all, Chris. Thanks for the phone call. And once Thanks. again, it doesn't mean that they're not going to sign him long term. It just means that listen, they're having conversations. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on ninety eight point seven ESPN. 